0: I got my MBA in three and a half months. That's right, three and a half months. And that's because of competency-based learning. To this day, I still favor that model so much that we hire completely, solely, based off of competency and skills. I think a lot of companies have gone the wrong direction trying to hire for diversity or degrees or tenure. At My Amazon Guy, we are literally, just hiring for competency. That's it. Skills that immediately help lift my company up to excellence. Because at MAG, we have to help our clients grow their sales. And if, if we're hiring for the wrong skill set, we're going to fail, right? Like we're not going to be able to hire for the right thing. So we need bright minds who can naturally be themselves. We hire for impatience, tech savviness, and strategic communication. Our culture has developed into a highly referred network of competency, and after all, skilled labor is attracted to hang out with other competency-based labor. So, my name is Stephen Pope. I'm the founder of my Amazon guy, and the reason I'm putting out this video is because I I want to attract more talent that this resonates with. Uh, we. Hire for impatience, tech savviness, and strategic communication. If these are skills that you possess, our culture would love to hear from you. We, we like the fact that we now have a super highly referred network of individuals within our own company referring people into the company. I think, I think the record right now is like somebody's referred in four or five current employees might as well put them in charge of my uh, headhunting and recruiting at that rate, right? Like they're doing a good job with that. Um, one of the things we use is called Culture Index, and it's like a five-minute, two-question survey. So pretty non-committal, right? So if you want to take that Culture Index to see if you've got what it takes to, to work at my Amazon guy, I'll put a link in the top of this description. Uh, super non-committal. Basically, you're just letting us know how you naturally feel about your skill set in that question. Uh, I think interviews at this point are mostly a formality today. Like we're using data to make hiring decisions. Uh, just like you saw on like Moneyball where Prad Pitt is repeatedly saying like, he gets on base, he gets on base. Let's hire him, right? Like that's that's why they recruited um, talent that got on base. And we do the same thing. And, and a lot of people would say that's like hiring diamonds in the rough or something, I guess, um, but it's, it's a real solid way to find people that have the skills that you need, right? Like I don't need, um, a super polished, perfect looking resume, right? There's a thousand other companies that are going to hire that candidate, um, and wish them away. Uh, but, but somebody who is super strategic and can pull the right levers to grow an account. I don't care if they can't string a sentence together. If they're a great business analyst, we'll put them to work behind the scenes to help identify the laundry list of, of activities that will lead to that great result, so so here's some things. Maybe maybe you're watching this because you're trying to figure out how to replicate our success at my Amazon guy. Maybe you're another agency out there. Um, we give away all our our trade secrets openly. It's part of my model. Uh, it's very much Gary V esque, right? And and people are like, why why do you do that? Well, it's because uh, by doing the transparent knowledge share, we attract. Um, people that respect that, they um, clients become longer clients for us because they're engaged and being taught continuously, uh, and they know that the the game on Amazon's continuously changing, right? Like it's impossible to keep up with, and so uh, we've we've gone to leveraging that concept. So here's here's ten things I wrote down that you could take today as immediate action items to improve your competency based hiring. Number one. Write down the top three problems that the role needs to solve for, right? So I need people to grow sales at my Amazon guy and I need my clients to be happy. Those are my top two problems, Um, way distant, third, anything else on the list. Number two, how will you measure success? If you don't have a KPI, uh, you're in trouble, right? Like As traction would say, everyone has a number. So uh, we track on red emails, we track... The survey results of our clients interacting with our staff. We track the growth numbers. We track the traffic numbers of the accounts that we're working on. All of these things, everybody's got to measure to success. Number three, model your best performers. What makes them special? What makes them tick? Uh, And that's and that's really important because if you you know who's the person that if you went to bed tonight and they quit in the morning, you'd lose sleep over. Or who's the person you think about? You know, like, oh, my gosh, I hope they don't quit tomorrow. Like, those are the people you need more of, right? And so you got to go out and find them. How do you find them? Well, you got to hire things that they like and appreciate. Uh, so number four, top grade the talent pool. Um, and and uh, this number five kind of ties in really closely to that, which is index the candidates. And we use culture index. And so when we top grade the talent and we index the candidates, what we're doing is trying to find uh, that skill set that's quantifiable and verifiable, uh, and natural abilities that fit our culture because somebody that is super patient and not detail oriented is going to completely struggle at my Amazon guy. They, they're, they're, they're going to, uh, not get enough deliverables out the door. Because at an agency, it's nonstop deliverables. It's nonstop chaos. Agencies are this nebulous chaos thing where you got to be like, okay, I got to juggle 15 tasks and I got to get to, you know, this client today and this client today. How do I get to it all? Well, we use, you know, we use a core value of impatience to get to all of these tasks. And, and we can't just like half-ass it. We can't just, do part of the task and sub deliver it or miss the spell check or whatever else. And so that detail orientation becomes critical because you have to be able to keep things moving in a nonstop deliverable format. Um, that is always changing and chaotic, right? So that's how, that's why we top grade the the talent pool. Um, and there is a, there's a book top grading. I think the book is terrible to get through. It's just a, uh, it's very much a cult book, but I like the concept behind it and what it's preaching, not necessarily the methodology or how they explain top grading. It's a terrible, terrible book to listen to. Number six, increase your transparency in your roles, your job descriptions and expectations. Remove all the buzzwords from your JDs. Let me tell you, uh, they, they don't help. (laughs) Right. And a lot of, you know, a lot of, uh, companies out there are trying to, um, pick up the buzzwords in your resumes. And I don't think that's helpful at all. I, you know, quite frankly, I, I had a, uh, a mentoring call I did um, with somebody uh, the other day, and uh, they, they had put a lot of language into their resume that I felt like was harming their ability to get an interview. And uh, they were a white male, and they had put, like, every other word on the resume, I swear to you, was diversity-based. And I was like, look, man, that crowd isn't going to cater to a white male Uh, in diversity. Why don't you take out the D word and replace it with the C word competency and go through your resume and rework this uh, and show them why you're the most competent candidate uh, to be hired for the job and and customize that resume resume three different ways for three job titles that you're seeking. Um, It was a very interesting phone call led to a lot of good takeaways for both both sides. So I, I think that you know, back to my original six point though, the increasing the transparency in the roles and the job descriptions, you really have to have um, a public job description, um, a pay scale. And obviously every candidate's different, you got different values. And, and, and so it's really hard to narrow down a a pay scale, quite frankly, but, but by having um, a tiered system, like we do at my Amazon guy, and it's like, okay, if you're at this tier, you get paid this, you get this tier, you get paid this. Um, it, 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 somewhat sounds bureaucratic, like the pay skills of the government, but it really isn't. Um, it's just, a, it's just a base level of fairness and transparency. Um, so that when you hit these KPIs, um, these skills that we seek, we're going to reward it. Um, and of course we always want to reward the best talent cause you don't want to lose them. Number seven, make a single hiring process across the company. I think this is the one that probably is the most misunderstood part of hiring and as a company scales and they get bigger, they throw an HR person at it, which helps, it standardizes things, but doesn't necessarily like, okay, so the HR person is delivering, call them headhunter, recruiter, whatever you will. And they're delivering these resumes to the manager. Well, does the manager hire the same way as manager two, manager three? Most likely not. And, and that's a problem, right? So um, as candidates come in, uh, funneling through uh, a routine systematized process is crucial because if one candidate has a different experience than another, then you're going to have a different uh, outcome to set interviews, set hiring Um, success rates will vary. And then it goes back to um, this, this entire process of like, it's, you know, in the baseball money ball metaphor to keep that one going, you're just hiring based on a feeling instead of the facts and the data. Right? So if we're interviewing somebody that's extraordinarily driven do they have road rash? Have they made mistakes in their past? Very hard to pull that out of a candidate, uh, but also extremely crucial because if you're a super driven person and and you work at my Amazon guy and you haven't made mistakes before, guess what? You're going to make those mistakes on my dime because you're a deductive individual who has to make mistakes to learn. And and so it's very interesting how you can pull that out in a hiring process if you systematize and standardize those those sort of procedures and questions and and whatnot. Um, one of the <laughs> one of the strangest questions we ask in our interviewing process is how many unread emails are your in, are in your inbox, and uh, that makes for some interesting conversations, right? So somebody that's got three thousand emails in their inbox probably doesn't um, have the core value in patience, right? Like it's a quantifiable way. To address that now, I'm, I'm going to get some haters in the comments on that one. Go for it. Feel free to debate me on it, but I'm very firm on that one. <laughs> so I've I've seen it. I've i just I've got a lot of data on this one. I'm very certain that if you don't operate under a zero unread inbox, you're not going to be as happy at Mag as somebody that does. Number eight, get started. If you aren't getting applications or you aren't interviewing, it's because you haven't put enough effort in. Right, you have to actually go out there and do this stuff. Um, I won't hit that one home. It's obvious. Number nine, always be hiring. I think um, this one is the one that I get a lot of resistance on internally. They're like, oh, do you think we have enough people? And I'm like, no, no, we're going to scale the company infinitely. We want to be a $50 million company in 10 years. How do you think we make that happen? We got to invest in the people. We're in a people-based service, right? And so if we turn off the hiring spigot, we're going to miss out on a great candidate. And it's okay if I hurt my profits temporarily to invest in finding the right talent and the people, especially during uh, weird situations like they call it the Great Resignation right now, um, <clears throat> forced mandates, and and there's a lot of factors that go into finding that talent, right? And and because I'm a fully remote industry, fully remote business, we're gonna be able to pick up a bunch of people right now, over hire and always be hiring, and it's gonna level up my company to a higher standard operating procedure um, and we're going to have backups right so like one of the things i always tell my 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 hiring uh, my, well my managers rather is like hey i want to be at 140% staff internationally i want to be at 120% staffed domestically and that's because uh, we know that you know let's say let's say a hurricane goes through the philippines and our philippine staff's down well great that's 40% of our staff boom we can just rotate it over we got plenty of people uh, available. And, and everybody that works at, at my Amazon guy is a full-time hire. We don't, we don't really hire part-time. Uh, it doesn't really work for us because there's so much chaos. One of the things we do to limit that chaos is to only hire full-time. And, and we use you know project management software like Asana uh, to try and figure out how to move things forward. Finally, number 10, treat candidates like customers. Uh, this is the only one on my list that I pulled from Google. I was like, I need a 10th one. Where can I find it? And I, and I, I Googled um, competency-based hiring. And this was towards the top of one of the lists. And I really liked it. It kind of resonated. Um, it's very thematic for what I'm going for here too, which is respond within 24 hours if you're interested. If you aren't uh, treating your candidates like you would a customer where you've got a 24-hour turnaround, uh, that's a problem right like you got to be able to interact now now mind you we aren't responding to every application we're not doing that because um, since we're always hiring we're always going back into the pool so we don't want to flat out reject people necessarily um, which is probably the one thing that I might get a little little bit of pushback on here but but in essence um, if you're somebody that we're interested in we're Boom! Like we don't miss a beat. We're we're in immediate contact with um, and leveraging that. And so uh, if you if you apply to my Amazon guy and you don't get a hit, you can always come back and try again. Um, but but in but in essence, uh, we put our employees higher than our customers, and and so that's a very interesting you know pyramid uh, difference. Here is our uh, pyramid that we put employees at the top of right. So. Uh, here's a quote I put on this graphic. We've had this public for six months or so. Employees are critical to us. It is an ownership and management. It is on ownership and management to support every layer above them, right? And so I'm at the bottom here. I'm the owner and management's right above me. I serve the management team. We build the systems and we try and put our clients above everything that we work towards with only one exception. That's our employees, If we have an asshole client, we fire them. (laughs) Like We try not to work with assholes because assholes will make my best employees leave, which will then lower my product offering down the list. So that's a problem. So I got to treat employees so well that they never want to leave and teach them everything I know. One of the coolest things we did um, is started to do employee satisfaction surveys and real basic survey, two questions. Do you have the tools to do your job? And they give a, a 1 out of 10 scale on that. So back in July, we had an 8.7, which is a pretty good number, actually. Um, we redid the same survey in September after we collected some additional feedback on like, hey, what would you need to do your job better? All the way up to 9.21. That's going to be really tough to beat next time we try and survey that. That's a really good number. And then second question, would you recommend working at my Amazon guy? Back in July, 9.3. And I'm surprised, but in September, we actually got that up to a 9.36. Um, and so that's a that's really solid. Um, and, and by the way, this does count like the few isolated incidents where somebody gives us a one or a three or a five, like those are included in these numbers. Um, and if I had to guess, those employees probably aren't here anymore um, two months later by their own choice, but we do want to help our employees be as happy as possible so that they have the tools to do their job, and would they recommend working at MAG? Yes. Why? How do I know that's happening? Because we have an all-time high referral network of employees and candidates coming in. Got a bunch of reviews. If you're interested, you can check out, you know, what our employees are saying about working at my Amazon guy. I, I actually had 100 people give me a quote within the company, and I wrote them all down. We also have our core values and our manager values. Public. You can see them right here. Impatience. Growth. Tech-savvy strategic communications, and go the extra mile. And uh, this has been a great way to get everybody on the same page of what we're looking for as a company. We talk about our core values every day, every week. Uh, Manager values, these ones might be a little bit more peculiar. Uh, Bedside manner, soft on the people, tough on the issues. And we use a simple plus, plus, minus, and minus um, structure. And, and, And basically, this is straight out of traction. Uh, if an employee exhibits the core value, most of the time they get a plus, some of the time plus minus, but uh, doesn't exhibit the core value. Most of the time they get a minus and, and that's uh, you know, problematic. We want to have everybody, you know, you know, if somebody gets two negatives on, on their five core values, they're not going to get a raise. Right. And so that's how, that's how we strategically put it on paper. So you can see all these different uh, reviews. You know, we put our employees first. We have lots of information about what it's like to work at MAG. You can talk about um, some of the videos we have on, you know, what it's like working remotely at MAG, all that good stuff. So if you're interested, check us out, com slash jobs. You can see all of our current openings, um, and, and this is not the first video I've put out on the word competency. We hire competent candidates. That is you know our thing we're an Amazon agency we hire remote jobs and you can see we do hire um, you know in the US or Canada North America uh, and we also have a bunch of different positions from account manager specialist director uh, and remote we hire advertising merchandisers designers bunch of other great information you can check it out my slash jobs and that's the video guys my name is Stephen Pope for more information about how we think about culture competency, check out some of these other videos I've put out. My name is Stephen Pope and I'm the founder of my Amazon guy. Thanks for watching.